The countdown to Christmas has officially started. Christmas meals, parties, mulled wine, and the never-ending list of Christmas presents to buy. Let's be honest, I'm a self-confessed Christmas Grinch. The lights, the decoration, the songs, and the presents that never ends. But do you want to know what I find even more frustrating? What I think is worse than Christmas, especially for a Grinch, it's really hard to, <laughs> to find something that is worse for Christmas. But for me, it's the unhappy, unproductive, and low-performing workplace. With all of the excitements going on, how do you keep your people motivated so that they can cross the finish line and, more importantly, they can start the next year with a bang? Welcome to the Mary Poppins of Business live show. I'm Naili Makangu, the founder of Athena Leaders, an organization that is passionate about helping you turn your ideas into a product whilst leaving behind the legacy of a happy and productive workplace playground. If you are new to the show, here's a reminder of our three main rules. First one, this is not a monologue. I love interacting with you. Hey, leave a comment in the chat. If you're watching as a replay or online, use hashtag Athena Leaders. Rule number two, we are growing a community, especially for startups. If you know any startups out there with a great story to tell, or you help startups, whether it is from a legal perspective, shares agreements, helping them find co-founders or anything, let us know. We'd love to have a discussion with you live. Don't miss out. Next year is getting really busy and we would love for you to feature in our calendar. Number three, help us grow the community. Do like, subscribe and share, especially if you know any leaders out there that will benefit from a session such as today, which is going to be powerful and a great way of engaging your teams. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Well, as a, as a Christmas Grinch, I don't particularly like Christmas, but other people do. <laughs> Most people, in fact, do love Christmas, especially the time of the year when you bring together close friends, family, and people to really relax after a long year of really going out there and uh, hitting goals. What can happen in December is that with everything going on, with the overexcitement, over the over mental excitement, and I believe as a Grinch that the lights have something to do with that, some people can become demotivated or lose sight of the goal. Believe me when I say that Christmas is not only the main problem. And in fact, performance reviews have a huge part to play in demotivating people. But how? Well, I'll share with you more information as we answer the three main questions of the day. We look at how to help people be motivated and hit targets in December. How can you set up your team for success the next year? And if you are embracing hybrid working, especially for the first time, stay on. We do have a special treat just for you. Let's get going. How can you motivate your people and hit your targets in December? As I said before, performance reviews do affect how people are feeling at the moment. And the second key important things to think about when we are helping our teams, especially in December, is that the work and the motivation level that people feel in December is a compounded effect of how you've been helping and supporting them through the year. 
we will, we will dive into that in more details, especially in the second question. So to help your team be motivated and achieve their goals, three key things to remember. First one, have a clear vision and direction. Do your people know what is expected of them? Is it easy for them to understand the priorities of their work, to see what other people are doing, to see how close they are to the finishing line? If as a leader or a manager, you're thinking, wow, I don't even know that myself, then you have your answer. What can you do to help share the messaging and the story and the vision? Remember, start with why. When people have this clear vision and direction, they know why it's important for them to reach the goal. They know why what they're doing will affect the organization and they know why they're valued members of the team. They are more motivated. Tip number two, think a bit about reassessing the workload of your team member to make sure that their commitments are in line with the holidays they are going to take. What I've seen a lot is that Getting to December is a rush, right? We are always busy. There's always something to do. It's very hard to work in an organization when you're thinking, well, we didn't really have anything to do as a leader. It is your work as your priority, especially in November, to start thinking about holidays allocation, who will be off when, so then you can reset the expectation for December. There's no point trying to overwork someone who's going on holiday, especially if you know that they might not finish it and they come back next year feeling demotivated. You really want to get this sense of commitment and get your people to feel accountable by sitting down with them. Again, creating this personal space. December is not just for performance review. It's really about connecting with your team members to get them to understand what they need to do and get them to be more accountable to complete their work before they set off to maybe not the sunset, depending on where you are in the world, it could be cold during the Christmas holidays. Number three, honest feedback. That goes hand, hand in hand with the performance review problem. Please do give your team member honest feedback, whether we're talking about positive feedback or constructing criticism. Don't wait for December. Make it a mission to give them the feedback throughout the year so that the performance review is not a surprise. Trust me, whenever you hear someone who's, in your opinion, has failed in terms of their performance review or they haven't performed the way you're expecting them, if they are surprised about it, then you should wonder whether they've had enough feedback, whether from their leaders, their managers, from their peers. Most people already know by the end of the year how they've performed. And the more he comes as a surprise, the less he affects uh, the performance. And in fact, it could still be that they've performed really well, but maybe they didn't hit the mark in terms of the promotion. Again, any of any information that they could have had throughout the year will help them stay engaged. So it's just a good practice to give feedback throughout the year rather than wait at the end. So there were three tips, clear vision, direction, assessing the workloads, especially when it comes to holidays allocation, as it's going to change everything. And the third one, feedback throughout the year. Those will help you to engage and motivate your people in December to hit the goals. At the end of the day, as a leader, it will help you sleep better and really disconnect dur during your own holiday. I'm sure that there are a lot of people watching at the moment, whether you are watching this as a replay or live, please do put a comment in the chat, hashtag Athena leaders. Do you use other tricks to motivate your people during uh, December? 
share with us because I'm sure that other people have other thoughts, have other ideas that they would love to try different things. Now let's look at number two. How can leaders motivate and set up their people for success for the next year? Christmas can be intense for many people. Let, let's just be honest. Whether you are a Christmas Grinch or not, for me, as a Grinch, I've already accepted that whenever I walk past the tree, I go like, oh, another Christmas tree. <laughs> but when it comes to, from a person's perspective, you know, there's a lot of things to think about to make sure that you create this experience for your family. And thanks, Phil, for the, for the lovely comments on the webinar. And when it comes to, from a professional perspective, let's look a bit at some of the reasons why people are stressed. One, we look at the performance reviews and promotion, as I've mentioned before, and this is something I'm going to go over and over. The reason why it's stressful for many people is because there's a lot, especially if they want the promotion, there's a lot of excitement and maybe ideas that they've built in their heads. And if it doesn't turn out as expected, it affects motivation and engagement. The Christmas parties, oh, you know, as a Grinch, I still enjoy a lovely Christmas party. They, they, it's, it's great to come together. Let's not forget that other people do not like Christmas parties. They feel that it's an obligation. It could be simply because of their personality types. Maybe they are more towards the introversion style and they don't really love huge events that attract a lot of people. Or maybe they don't feel part of the team. They love parties, but they just don't feel the co cohesiveness with the team. It's a bit more of a dysfunctional organization. And that affects how they feel about Christmas parties. It's more of a, I'm giving up tonight to go, rather than being, I really want to do because I feel part of the team. And the third thing, surprise, surprise, feedback. <laughs> I'm not even going to dwell on that because giving feedback, especially bundling everything and giving it to people once a year is a sure way of demotivating them and stressing them out around the end of the year. So what can, what can you do about it, right? So of course, as I've said before, there's a lot of things that you could have done throughout the year, or now that you know, you are going to do differently next year to get people to the finishing line with a bank. The first tip that I share with you is I will go back to that. And I think this is the, one of the strongest message I have when it comes to motivation is about supporting your people and giving feedback throughout the year. If you are a leader, especially an expiring manager is your first gig or something like that, and you don't feel comfortable about handling difficult conversations and feedback, then please do speak to your managers and ask for training. I do a lot of leadership training and coaching either on an individual perspective or, or as a team, and I do have online courses that can help you. Especially when it comes to this aspect of difficult conversation, you can't run away from it. The more people know how they've been doing throughout the year, they are getting feedback, the more they know roughly how they are navigating and to avoid the element of surprise. Number two, do a retrospective with your team. By that, I mean spend the time with your team to look at everything that's been going on and how you are planning or setting it up differently next year. Last At the last uh, live show that we had, the, the episode just before this one, 
we really looked at how can business leaders plan like a pro. And I talked a lot about this idea of designing a workplace playground and how you can assess your organizations and what are some of the activities that you can do to help your team as a manager, not just from an HR perspective. Well, this retrospective really falls in that. So I'm really expanding on some of the information that I shared last week. So if you are someone working as a team, you're not a member and you're not a leader and you feel like, well, we never really spend time together to assess our organization, to know how well we are working. Please do send these videos to your manager and the one from last week to help them get some ideas going. The reason why it's important to do a retrospective, first, it allows everybody in the team to come together, especially if there was a lot of conflict. It gives them a, a ground, a way of saying, we acknowledge we had problems. We were a dysfunctional team this year. How can you make sure that next year we are working better? So imagine the feeling you will get as a team member if your managers ask you to work together to actually improve the communication and improve the workplace. It gives you a chance to improve the processes, the things that was stressing you out, or maybe the way you're working is not really well. You can talk about it with the team and plan for next year. Whilst your, the team goes on holiday, managers can really start thinking about short-term and uh, long-term goals, as I've mentioned in the, the episode previous to this, to start planning for next year. Just doing this exercise to understand what works work well within the team, what doesn't work well, what can we improve on, will really help set you up for success because your team will feel motivated, they will feel heard, and they know that when they're coming back next year, things are slowly going to improve and be different. So it's really important that you spend the time regardless of, of um, what you have on. And I can already hear you. I can already hear the objections, but we are really busy. Remember, what is important and not urgent rarely get, gets done. Unfortunately, those activities that are important and not urgent are the things that you need to improve the productivity of your team to improve the motivation and engagement level, which leads to doing more with exactly the same amount of time that you have. Tip number three, and that's my favorite one. Think about running small deconstructed team building exercises. Those who have been on my show for a while know how much I love that term. Think about changing this idea of team building exercises to be day away, three hours here, three hours there, to shortening them down and have them more often during the week. It's a bit like taking your team on a spa while still staying in the same place, still working remotely, and maybe just changing one meeting to really focus on the team rather than just getting things done or, or processes or reports. I'm not advocating more meetings. I'm thinking about looking differently at the meeting that you already have. And what can you do? Well, especially for those who don't feel part of the team and won't appreciate Christmas parties, a session that focuses really about the team and improving how we work together will give, give them a sense of wanting to join in, will help them feel more accountable, especially when we talked about clear vision and direction, and will help them to feel motivated to start the next year with a bank. Some examples of what you are you could do, well, get your team to talk about their profiles, right? Their personality types. I've heard stories and stories of people who might get a personality type profile. Great, I've done that, HR has paid for them, but that ends there. 
either people, maybe they've discussed this with a coach or with their managers, but there's nothing with the team, whether we're talking about project team, a, a cross-functional product team, or as a team from a same line manager. It's really important that you do that. Um, a, um, I can provide everything workplace this profile for anyone who's interested, but there are many other profiles, profiles that you can also find out there. This leads us to something else that you can do. And I love calling it design your team personality blueprint. And what does it mean? Well, great, I know my profile. Whether I have a disc or not, a simple exercise that any managers can do is really to bring the team together to start talking about how people feel, how people behave, um, to start sharing vulnerabilities to really get close to, to, to each other. It's really nice to know that, for example, if Naili is having a, a, a busy day and I, I want to make her feel feel better, I'll give her a cup of coffee and I walk away because giving me, giving Naili a cup of coffee will be like, oh, thank you. You know, I'm stressed today. But the moment you stay there and start talking to me and trying to understand what's going on, I feel like, but they're distracting me. Yet, if you're speaking to Naomi, for example, Naomi has a different personality types. And for her, on a stress day, give her a cup of coffee, but please don't leave straight away because that would be a bit rude. For her, she would love for you to stay and just speak to her for a minute or two because she just wanted to share and she wanted to talk before she can refocus with work. This is just a tiny example of how one good gesture can be misinterpreted depending on the personality types of the other person. So imagine how many more things that we do at work that people, although it was a good gesture, could be looked at differently. So that's why it's important to help teams and to, to help teams to kind of develop or design their blueprints together to understand each other on a good day or on a bad day. As I said before, it doesn't need to take a lot of time. And it's something that managers, if they are given the right source, they can do on their own. I do run facilitation sessions for teams, but I'm sure that if you are a leader and you wanted some kind of exercises, I can just hand them over to you. You take it and go ahead with your team and try it, try it out. If you are not sure about that and if you're not really sure about how it's going to work, well, you know, it's still with your team. You try it the first time, didn't work really well, we're not really confident, try it again. If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off, and try again. And I'm sure you're going to nail it with time. So here we've shared with you a few ideas on how you can help set up your team for success. The, apart from the, my main overarching message about the feedback to avoid the feelings of performance review that comes with the end of the year, the two main things is really to start looking at the team from two perspectives. One, the workplace playground and designing and thinking about how do we work well together, the process, processes, the work, the vision, all of that, and more of the what do we need to do? And I shared with you ideas on how you do that. And the second one is more on, on the people and really going down and deep to really get to know your colleagues. That would really help you to be more productive next year. And again, I've shared with you a lot of ideas on how you could be able to do that. And there's a lot of other things that you can find on my website or speak to me directly or if you wanted to get the tools to set you off and uh, move very quickly on those. 
Thanks again for all of the lovely messages and interaction that we're getting in the chat. It's amazing. And we we also showing you some of the messages that we have, especially for a Christmas romantic. Uh, I'm sure that you can forgive me for being a Christmas Grinch, but you know, I love learning from, from everybody, from everybody else as well. So the third things that we are going to, to look at is how to keep staff engaged when working with hybrid working. This is really important. Hybrid working could be new for you and other people have been practicing it for for year two or more. Everything that I've shared today is applicable to hybrid working. The only difference is how do you do that? Whether it's face-to-face -face session, well, hybrid working might not really work. So then think a bit more about the experience that you are creating, the tools that you are going to use so that people can feel immersed Avoid having the entire team in one room, brainstorming, doing the retrospective or the design your workplace playground or your, your team blueprint and one or two people at home. That won't, really, that won't really be a great experience for them. So really think about what experience you want and how can everybody be on the same level so that they can all feel together, feel, feel in there together. Now, the one thing I'm going to mention, the one tiny, tiny thing that, again, you need to think a little bit more when it comes to Christmas parties, <laughs> again, <laughs> as I've said before, a lot of companies feel that would have organized something, either it's at the team level or it's at the organization level. Think a bit about what is the experience for those who are working remotely and how can you bring them together? If you are going to have something face-to-face, -face, is it based on departments or on teams? Is it based on sites? I've seen a lot of people who might say, we're going to have a party in this specific town. They say London. But if you have remote teams, maybe the majority of, a, for a certain team, the majority of the people or the colleagues within the team are actually based, are working from home and based at different places, and they might not be able to come for the party. This is why it's important that even if the, if the HR or the organization have organized something, what is it that they are doing for those at home? You know, even just something as simple as flowers or a way of recognizing them would really go a long way. And as a manager or a team lead, if you want to do something for your team, do you think about those who might not be able to, to come? Some people have asked me in the past, well, should we just cancel and don't do anything face-to-face -face because other people might be away? I'm not advocating that. If the majority of the team is on site and you want to go out for a face-to-face -face meal, please do so. But do remember, remember that the DNA of the team is hybrid. Anything that you do online, you need to think about a way of replicating and giving other, others the same opportunities. And that is really, really important. So if that means completely changing rather than going for a dinner, you decide to have a game night or a quiz night. There's a lot of, you know, locked in. I'm locked in a room. We've got 16 minutes to, to solve a puzzle. Well, it could be something that you play online so that every member of your team can join. And you can also bundle that nicely with some of the exercises that I mentioned before in terms of the personality types. So maybe you play a game before and then you kind of talk a little bit more about yourself, your vulnerabilities and how do we work well as a team so that you have, you've created something. Something is better than nothing. So if you're gonna do something around hybrid working, if you're working hybrid and you wanna do something for the teams about Christmas, especially if it's your first time transitioning hybrid, I know you will be tempted to go out and have a meal for those who can come, 
but do remember that you've changed the culture of your organization and you've changed the DNA of your organization or of your team. And the question is, what is it that you are doing to help teams to really come together and for those who are hybrids are not missing out or do not all don't feel like second class citizens that maybe we can be around or maybe not so this is really important in order to increase the motivation and engagement of the team thanks again to all of the comments and all of the questions it's been it's been great to see so many people commenting and so many information and i'm really enjoying reading them as i'm presenting and i will also continue interacting with you after after the show today we've looked at three key topics in terms of um, engaging your teams during Christmas and I've shared a lot of ideas and tips. And you're probably wondering, what do I do with all of this information? Well, if you are part of a team, a team, a team member, you're not a manager and you're not sure what, what to do, well, help your managers by sending them this video and the videos before, which is really about planning like a pro for business. Send the videos to your managers and to your teams Anybody can watch it. They can watch it in isolation. Then you come together and start discussing, okay, from what we've heard, here are the ideas that will work for us. Here are the things that we can do. I genuinely believe in empowering people at every level of, organ of the organization, rather than leaving it all up to HR or to the senior leadership team. If you wanna design a workplace background for you, as I've done in throughout my career, it's really about you taking the first step and helping your teams to your team to follow you. This is what leadership is, even if you don't have a role of authority. Secondly, if you are a manager and inspiring managers and you're looking at this and think, wow, there was a lot of things that I can do. Of course, do send the videos to your teams to look and have the discussions. And if you wanted more information on anything I've said, the everything workplace profile for your teams, how to create those sessions, how you can run them yourself, have a call with me or have a chat with me i'm happy to send you materials that means that from then on you can start running the sessions to your, to, uh, on your own you don't have to wait until december those are things that you can even do two or three times a year which is why i call them deconstructing team building exercises if you take even two or three of the tips that i've shared with you today and you put them into practice I'm sure that you will help your people feel motivated and more importantly, design a happy and productive workplace playground.